Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. Therapy puppy for for the village office. Mm-hmm. You know that way on rough days you got a puppy to play with. So <laughs> like, that out there. Yeah, like, okay. oh, right. Taxes are going up and we got to send all these out. Yep. They're going to come. They're, there's going to be pitchforks. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, and we we yeah we we we've had a few of those uh, questions. Rightfully, I got no problem with those. Uh, uh, we did institute a wheel tax uh, this year, uh, but at the same time we took stuff off the plate rather than just adding. Uh, and that was one of my, my directives and in, in the way I informed the trustees is like, let's not look at just new revenue. Let's look at what can come off mm-hmm. and we just equalize it. Mm-hmm. And at the, at the end of the day, you're actually going to save a lot of money individually to my villagers. Uh, it was a real simple thing. Now there's, there's still some grumbling, but it was a real simple discussion to have with anyone that questioned it. Okay. I will replace the street in front of you and I will special assess you $10,000. That's the rule. That's the way it's written right now. Or just pay $35 a year for your car and you'll never get a special assessment from the village. There ain't a right person in their mind that's going to say, sign me up for that $10,000 deal. Right. Uh, and that was as simple as it was. And, and I, know, I know Rapids is struggling with that discussion right now. Uh, different dynamics for sure, but... Uh, I just looked at it, it was cut and dry, that we were able to generate enough revenue to pay for the special assessments and share that burden across the village with a wheel tax or infrastructure fee, as they're called, uh, rather than this horrendous concept of special assessments that just kill people over years Mm -hmm. for just replacing stuff where just common sense is I've already paid my taxes to do that. Why are you charging me again? Exactly. That's me thinking as a taxpayer. Right. Uh, so I just said, we need to get rid of that. And it was a struggle to get some of my <laughs> board members to understand that. Just get rid of it. Oh, we can't get rid of it. It's been here forever. <laughs> so. We can do better. <laughs> uh, another correlation that I saw with the numbers is the village and the city of Wisconsin Rapids take care of almost the same amount of road mileage it's about 150 miles roughly now it the village does it in different ways because there are different types of roads there's a lot more i should say maybe rural roads and i'm sure the county may obtain some of that yeah but we're definitely not as high as my rapids friends here uh yeah we have alleys uh more so that we control rather than like rapids concept we Mm -hmm. uh we do have some rural rural roads um, we do have a, a great luxury, I call it, that our county runs through there. Yep. Hence, it's county responsibility, and mm-hmm. I can get the benefit of that. So I like that. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, we, I, 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 prior to me as well as with me, I totally against uh, bonding loans for roads. That's just, I just can't see why. Uh, I can see why if you're a bigger organization, right? I definitely can't see why at our size. Uh, if you have a viable plan that every year you replace an X amount, every couple of years you're doing a full meal deal, top to bottom, digging up everything, and you have a viable plan that you can internally source with your existing funds, and that's the way it should be. But to mm-hmm. just keep building up that debt of loans to do that, and, and I hate people say, well, well you probably got to say it a lot for buying houses. <laughs> Interest rates are low. I despise that statement in government service. It doesn't matter. It's still taxpayer money. Right. So, uh, no, I don't care about that. So, uh, so we, we are adamant about that, we, uh, at least for now. Uh, and I don't th- see it changing. Uh, we, will, we will pay as we go for road construction, for road resurfacing. And uh, if we have to uh, take a loan out, it'll be for that big ticket item, half a million dollar fire truck. That's a hard thing to pony up money for. Uh, but we, we definitely will get, you know, the resale value of and stuff like that. You'll, you'll see that you don't get resale value on road. <laughs> Once it's down, it's down and it just gets chewed up. So, yeah. Well, even with your, your walking path. So mm-hmm. I, I always call it the Ashwabagon <laughs> trail <laughs> and I'm probably butchering it, but it's the path that yeah. connects rapids yep. to port to Nakusa. It runs right on through, yep. I believe it's on the backside of fifth. 
Yes. Yep. So yep. it's right next to the railroad tracks. Yep. Mirrors the railroad tracks. Right. Yep. So I know that we jumped on that. Mm-hmm. I went and I rollerbladed that this past summer and it was pretty darn shoot up. Yep. But you guys, as soon as we hit Port Edwards, yep. that got it. resurfaced. Yep. That, that. that whole entire path got beautifully resurfaced. So from Seneca Road Check. all the way to 54 or Latender, yep. that's, that's all that's beautifully our, paved. I yeah. mean, it's beautiful. That, that was a major initiative. Uh, great support from the community on spending the money to do that. Uh, phase two happens this year to touch up the southern part. Uh, we were the first. I worked with the local communities, Nakusa, uh, Saratoga, Grand Rapids, and, and Wisconsin Rapids. Uh, working with the, the uh, public work or the no, who's our chamber of commerce. Sorry. Okay. Chamber. Uh, that we created uh, for Wood County, the heart network, mm-hmm. heartland educational activity, recreational trail network. Cause we, we didn't have an identity for all these trails in our County. So we started that. So you on our, you'll, when you do port, you'll see the logo of the heart logo. We're expanding that to other communities and eventually across the County. County is supporting us with funding on this, and it's going to be the heart network that will just interconnect all these trails uh, so people know not only where they're at, how they connect, how they get to other things, mm-hmm. what's along the trail. And uh, trails are – it's a big thing. Uh, I always like the mile marker so that way I know yep. that, you know what, okay, so if I started here, you know, and I only want to do three miles, you know, where is my turnaround point? You know, yep. where where should I do that? So if it's the nicer set of, of road, because from Seneca to the yeah, you're right. to, to the to the zoo, that's all pretty beat up and chewed up. Yeah. But the other way, heading into port, I'm like, that's all nice and beautiful. So if I wanted to do, you know, 10 miles, sure. how many times, how many laps do I need to go do just that's in that small point. little we section? Can I, I can add those easy enough. That's, yeah, that's an mean, easy mileage, one. Mileage would be really that's cute an easy to one. add. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But do you have any more questions? Uh, no, not because I wanted to touch base on that because we talked about um, recreational and mm-hmm. we totally missed that little walking path that runs all the way through because then it also runs down La Tender and connects to goes goes past the BP station yeah, south to Nakusa to yep. Nakusa and connects yep. right to Riverside Park. So I mean, you can really walk from Riverside Park all the way to sure. the Rapids um, to the zoo or actually past, past the, zoo. the zoo. Keep going. You go. You end up right downtown Nakusa at the bridge. Right. Uh, there's a network that they're expanding that'll connect there. And part of this legacy grant, you'll be able to not only continue that route, but at our fire station, you'll have an option to stay right, go that way, like usual, or go straight. And that'll take you through our other park, down the river walk, and then you'll pop out by Urco okay. along our sanitation road, which is along the river back there. So it'll give you a more scenic, less no traffic at all there. Uh, so that's the plan eventually direct people around that way. And you'll end up on the same trail in Nakusa. Oh, uh, that, that avoids the railroad tracks, avoids mm-hmm. anyone doing that. So, yeah. And the, tra- the traffic on or near yes, only tender. Yep. Tender. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause that's always like a questionable, um, my son runs. And yeah. so we have when a little section runs, there on the road. Yeah. He's yeah. always, you know, I always have to tell him, you know, make sure when you cross the road over in Seneca, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't watch, look both ways, yep. check twice and scamper across. Yep. And he's always like, Mom, I haven't been hit by a car yet. <laughs> so a question that we ask most of our guests, what is your favorite event coming up through the year? You know, there, there's a lot of, you know, carnivals and festivals sure. and things like that. What's the one that you look forward to the most? Uh, we, we've only, obviously, COVID we impacted a lot of events. So we haven't, as a family, experienced the full you know, Wisconsin Rapids, Wood County uh, menu of options. Uh, what we really liked so far is a uh, big fan of the, uh, uh, in, in Port, we've started something because a uh, music fest in the summer. Right. So we bring in a band, food truck, and we do it in Ripple Creek Park. Okay. Uh, this was the first year we did it, or last year was the first year we did it, and we're going to expand on that next year. Do you still uh, do the fireman's dance? We do the fireman's dance. That's okay. a big thing in port, yes. Uh, and we do the Lions Club sponsors their uh, quasi-fun fest. Uh, that's later in the summer. So those are the three port things that continue. These are long, long-going events in port, and we attend them all, and I appreciate them all. Uh, I think regionally, I really like the farmer's market. When do we do that? Uh, and I like the events uh, – and, uh, and Sean Blazer does a great job of it managing it. I like the events 
that's happened downtown at the Veterans Park with music during the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the food trucks and that yep. type of stuff. And that's kind of got me the idea of, you know, we can do this food truck idea in port and throw some music out there. And I, so I appreciated that. Uh, and that just, just shows you the, the connectivity of the community. People come out, enjoy their time, uh, very laid back atmosphere. So I like that. We, we've, uh, yeah, uh, we went to the, the, the thing in uh, Wazicha, the, what do you call it? Ski, uh, ski, ski show. Tournament. We yeah. did that this year. I had uh, one of my family members was driving a boat, so we, we get to watch him. That was nice. And then we went to experience the Marshfield. Uh, Wood County's got a lot to offer. Uh, we did it the does. Marshfield Zoo with lights mm-hmm. for Christmas. That the was great. Lights. That was great going there. My wife. Did you do the yeah. walkthrough or the drive through? We both. We, okay. We walked, enjoyed that, and then we all piled a car and drove around. <laughs> uh, so that was nice. Uh, uh, so, yeah, we enjoy that. And uh, we like the Rapids Zoo. Uh, kids are big fans of that. Uh, so we do that when they open up. Uh, yeah, there's, there's just a lot of neat little things to do here. They don't cost any money in many mm-hmm. cases. Uh, and they're not far. They're not like loading a car and let's drive three hours. It's right here. So. Right. That's one of the neat things, uh, doing this show. And like, you know, like we experienced, you know, we're here talking for an hour now. Yeah. You know, we can dive into some of these things and, and really pick out those jewels that, Maybe people who are here and have been here for a while just kind of overlook or take for granted. Sure. You know, but seeing new eyes on it, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, we do do a lot of cool things here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Uh, I've mentioned going to a couple of these type of events to my staff that born and raised here. Well, I never went there. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little too close to home. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I lived like a block away from a restaurant that I yeah. never went to in the 10 years that I lived in the home yeah. because it was too close to home. Yeah. You know, but I'll go drive two hours check yeah so yeah but sometimes that's what it is it's a little too close yeah. to home but we're big me and my wife are big restaurant people regardless of the style the type of food mm-hmm. uh I, I you know full disclosure I, I think we're lacking in a lot of restaurants around here we need to expand that inventory uh and that includes a port we have a new restaurant being built he's going to open in two months uh okay. right downtown port uh excellent so that's going to be one restaurant, but it's going to be great for our community. And I, we, he's going to be packed. I already promised him he will be packed all day long. Okay, so because you brought that up, and I know this is the number one question I get asked all the time. How does your village function without a, gro- without a grocery store? What yeah. do you guys do? No, I mean, you, you, you how do you guys function we're, without a grocery yeah, store? We're, we're kind of the bedroom community for Rapids, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reality is you're three miles from Aldi's and pick and save and And the pig. You can't forget about the pig. We go down south. You're right. I think the majority of the villagers actually go towards, gravitate towards Nakusa, uh, go that way and go to the uh, west side of the bridge here. What, uh, Q quality foods? Uh, IJ. IJ. Uh, that's, that's kind of the, the standard answer I get with where you go food shopping. Yeah. Uh, not too many cross the bridge over here or me and me and the family, we go on this side a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, I would like to get something. There was one a few years back in port, uh, right downtown there. I think the challenge is there with the big, big box stores come in Walmart. I'm saying that that's competitive that they, they couldn't compete anymore. Uh, I would like to see a smaller and, uh, either fruit stand or vegetable type stand. We're going to try some initiatives this summer with uh, kind of like the pop-up things that happen on Grand. Mm-hmm. I want to bring those in the port uh, during the summer months. And uh, so I've already talked to some of those vendors uh, just to give my villagers an, an ability that they can run there and get some fresh vegetables and whatnot. So we're going to try that. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're trying also. We're, we have a lot of ideas with business growth. Uh, just to bring the small little niche stores, be it uh, we have the hairdresser, we have the bank, we have a dog training area. But I like to get some uh, innovative uh, small niche stores over the time. Yeah. And you guys are known for your Monarch Village. We have the your, butterfly. You yep. got your butterflies. Yep. We got the butterfly park at the the main ones downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a satellite at both of the schools, little oh, satellite excellent. gardens. Uh, uh, Kathy McGrath and our judge, Judge McGrath, are big proponents of that. They started it up. So, yeah, we're the Mon- our Monarch Village uh, designation. And uh, that was an interesting thing. When I first got to Village uh, last two summers ago, I guess, uh, at one of the events, Kathy came up and, and don't, uh, gave my kids this. The chrysalis? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are, why are you giving them a... Because I, I looked at it like, uh, what do you think? There's things like 
the girl on the trees that the crack out of her yep. shell and that, yeah. you know, those things. I forget what their name is, but it's like, why are you giving up a bug? I don't want a bug. And she said, no, it's a butterfly. It'll be a butterfly. And my kids loved it in there. And when it was ready, we went back to the park and set it loose in the, with all the plants. That was great. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Port, Port Edward. Thank you. Really, Appreciate it. Yeah. It's like the unsung, unsung hero. It's of our the little area. diamond in the rough almost. We try. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. I Thanks, guys. No, anytime. Appreciate it. Thanks for the time. So that was extremely fun talking with Boz. Over at Port Edwards. It's amazing how much, you know, the little, that little village has to to offer. Right. It's little, but it's very powerful. Got a lot of great things going on. Well, and like I said, it's got, Port Edwards has so many city feel amenities, Mm -hmm. but, you know, small town resources and, you know, everybody kind of bonds together. It really is that small town feeling over there. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 great. But they've got all the services that a, a larger municipality, a city would provide. Mm-hmm. Which is really great. It's great to see that. So, of course, the downside is taxes are slightly higher. But really, you know, looking at taxes, just um, you, you might have a bigger property with the same amount of taxes in some other areas, like, you know, in the towns. Mm-hmm. But then the towns have less services as well. Right. So it's kind of, you know. Tit for tat, I guess they say. Yeah, it's all all in what you're looking for, and what are you willing to pay for? Right. What are you not? And this area is so robust with what are you looking for? We can find you something. Mm-hmm. So we want to be down by the lakes. You can do that. Want to be in the city? You can we do got that, that too. too. Yeah. Somewhere in between, it's pretty cool. Um, and and location, location, location has always been the real estate deal. Mm-hmm. Here in central Wisconsin, we're right in the middle of everything. So you can get anywhere in the state in like two and a half, maybe three hours, pretty much. And having all those options right here is, I think that's why this is really like the hub of Wisconsin. Yes. And talking with Boz, I, I totally enjoy talking with people who know their subject matter. Mm hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So what do we got going on? Oh, well, by, by the way, okay. by oh, the way, yeah. exciting, exciting that WFHR, okay, not mm-hmm. only on AM 1320, but now on the FM dial at full power. They recently put up their proper antenna and we're pushing out, I think, at least 250, if not 300 watts. Awesome. Yep. They said the reach is pretty good. We can be heard all the way from Stevens Point, you know, down to Adams and um, Marshfield and whatnot. So that was pretty cool. We're excited to be on the air in FM broadcast quality now. Excellent. Good to know. (laughs) Right. So what do we got going on? Okay. So we haven't done like project updates in a while. You know, we're, we're always, you and I, more or less me, cannot just sit still. We we have to be doing projects. Right. We got to be doing something. And so we always talk about when you buy a home, you have your summer projects and your winter projects. That way you are that person who just needs to keep busy. You got something going on every season. Well, you literally can't mow the lawn in the wintertime. No, you cannot. you can't build snowmen in the summertime. Nope. Nope. So we got to have appropriate things to do. Per the seasons. Per seasons. Right. And I think that's just natural. Right. Right. So we started off, we we talked earlier on about our bathroom situation. What is your bathroom situation? Well, our bathroom situation is, is we've got this very lovely pink tub, but it's a, it's a pink only tub. There's no shower in our main bathroom in the big bathroom. And so we were talking about gutting that room and putting in a walk-in shower. Right. Get a kit, like, you know, a mm-hmm. five-piece kit or something like that. Yep. So we started to take out the tile in in that bathroom. So the tile came down, only took like a week to get it down. But again, we're doing it in small chunks. It's a leisurely week. Right. You know, just an hour here, 
an hour there. So, I mean, it slowly added up. And so we got the tile has been down. It's been a great thing. So now we're into removal of drywall. Right. Because um, in this case, the tile that they installed back in the 60s or 70s mm-hmm. um, was applied with a pretty thin mastic. There wasn't a lot holding it on. No, there wasn't. It came down quite easy. Yeah, on, on top of the, the drywall. Um, I think they might have used a moisture-resistant board, but I, I'm not sure. I, I don't think so I, from what the way it looks. So okay. we're starting to take out the bathtub or the bathroom. The bathroom is starting to get gutted. Um, it's really great. We lost a couple tools or we have misplaced a couple tools. And I'm not sure if it was meant to slow down the project, but the beautiful thing is Home Depot's a mile away. <laughs> See, location, 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 right? You know, when you buy a house that is very close to Home Depot and you can't find the tool, you just go to the gigantic toolbox and you go, there it is. And so... And take my money. Yes. Yes. So we, I had to go get a, a saw to cut the drywall just to make it a little bit easier to take in pieces because again we don't want to wreck the wall behind it so taking the saws all would not have been an appropriate maneuver on this point just because you it would be too aggressive well and especially to make the first cut you know you you kind of want to have more of a handheld feel digging into the wall not knowing what's behind the wall in Mm -hmm. the first place and we can make some assumptions but you just never know right um I know the place hasn't been remodeled, a significant remodel, you know, like you're talking with a house that was maybe built in the 20s or something that mm-hmm. there's bigger chance that the house would have a significant remodel done somewhere along the way. And now we're on to our third or fourth remodel. Right. But, you know, in our case here, not so much. Yeah, this is going to be the first remodel. But still, you, you never know. Maybe someone ran a rogue set of electrical wires behind where it didn't seem like they should logically be but someone did it anyway (laughs) just never know sometimes what you know how they they ran stuff so but we you know cracked open the wall so now we got a hole a hole in the wall in the bathroom just to kind of get an idea of what's what's back there and what's behind there and and again this is not something that has to get done in a weekend we're taking the time to do it so it's going to be really looking like march is the time to put in the new tub and whether or not a new tub is going to fit in the hole is still yet to be determined. Well, a shower stall. A shower stall, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because we were looking at sizes, and we had discovered that there's two different sizes for a depth, a 32 and a 34. And we're looking at the hole, or our first idea that was that there was only 31 inches. Right. Well, the, the alcove where the current tub is, I mean, it's a standard size tub. Um, but they didn't build out the alcove larger than the tub, really. Mm-hmm. So it's really only come out to the face of it, which is about 31-ish inches. But then you look at what does the rough opening size need to be, so down to the studs. Yeah, we haven't we haven't done that measurement yet. Right. Well, we needed to find out what was built up on top of the studs. If it was just the drywall itself or if there was furring on top of that. And so- we haven't been able to answer that question yet. So we need to make more holes. We need to make some more holes. Mm-hmm. So there'll be more more hole making this weekend, I believe. Oh, good. So that yeah. way we can answer some questions to what is behind the tub? What is behind the wall? See, that that's one of the really, really fun parts about doing home remodels and whatnot is um, looking at how the place was constructed, you know, and... and um, maybe you get to find little treasures that someone had left behind the wall, like, you know, behind the medicine cabinet that's um, into the stud bay. And then they got the little slot for the razors to go through because that I was a thing very, back then. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to taking mm-hmm. that out. Um, so kind of another fun little twist to to our little plans that we, we have is our other bathroom. That sink is now starting to drip on a more consistent basis. And so it's now almost, it's going to be to that point where that sink, the faucet needs to be replaced. But if we're just going to go that far as to replace the faucet, we might as well just change out the vanity and just kind of stick in the new vanity that we know we want to have in there with the new faucet in there. Because we're going to have to do, I think, quite a bit of demolishing to get that 
faucet off that sink. Right. It's a small vanity where it is right now. It's maybe only about 24 inches uh, square on the top and, you know, the whatever standard 36 inches tall. It's it's a pretty small vanity. Yeah. It's only 18 inches deep, which I really okay. like. Mm-hmm. So it's an 18 by 20 right now. Okay. Sure. So, you know, again, I really like that bathroom. I like the small vanity because without my glasses on and trying to do hair and makeup, I like literally need to like kiss the mirror almost so that way I can see. So I do like that bathroom just because it's got such a narrow vanity. Well, okay. So I, I'm giggling because um, there's like a, a TikTok thing or a meme or whatever that, that's on the internet. And it's the compliment, oh, you have really pretty eyes. And the response is, thanks, they're broken as you put on your glasses. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, but, but yes, you can get closer to the, the, to mirror, the mirror. You know, I do I, the things. So yeah, and, and that's such a small bathroom to begin with. And, right. you know, so... We found one vanity. Right, because we're going to uh, keep it as a half bath. Right. So the that shower is going to come out, and that's going to be the laundry. Correct. And half bath. So, you know, we found the, the one vanity that's in the city of Wisconsin Rapids that will actually fit in that space. You should probably buy it. I know, and I keep, I keep watching it. So it's over at Home Depot. Because we're trying to find something so narrow, because we can only go up to 30 inches. And everything is like a 36 length. Well, then we wouldn't be able to get to the toilet. Right. So we got to find something small and little compact with a left sink to begin with. And everything is like centered. So you can have a little bit of counter space for things and stuff. Yep. Yep. So um, there might have to be a little bit of a, of a purchase and maybe set it into the garage or, or somewhere just because. I've been slowly watching this drip, and we're starting to become a little bit more consistent. And I know we always tell new homeowners and, you know, for buyers, if it's starting to become consistent, let's get it fixed ahead of time. So that way it doesn't cause more problems down the road. Yep. And that's that's especially um, really good advice from my maintenance background as well mm-hmm. uh, as a professional maintenance person in the hospitality industry. It was always if you Schedule your maintenance for the items. That's far, far better than having your items scheduled the maintenance unplanned for you because it's always going to happen at the worst time. And it's always going to fail, you know, on a Saturday when there's a huge group there. Right. You know, and we don't have to worry too much about the sink filling up with the water because, well, it doesn't hold any water anyways because the stopper doesn't really stop any of the water. I mean, it leaks like a sieve. So, I mean... At least the water can drip as much as it wants, and it's not going to fill up the sink and overflow, and now I have a flood because, well, neither sink in either bathroom will actually hold water. So we've got that going for us. But we also don't need it to, so that's okay. And right. we're, we're on a well, so we're not, you know, really using a municipal water source, mm-hmm. not, you know, in, in a reckless way or anything. But I think a lot of people are are in that same position where they've got older fixtures or mm-hmm. you've got older like toilets and, and whatnot that you have to keep an eye on. And, right. and you know, that's a common thing for a, a stool that's, you know, somewhat old, uh, maybe 10 years or so, you have to kind of be mindful of the floats in there and the, uh, the flapper valves, those types of things, because they could catch, they could get sedimented. Those things are wear items. Right. So, yeah, a lot of fun, fun little projects that are going to be coming up here, you know, in the month of February of might be putting in a new vanity. Sweet. In, in a little tiny space. And we're punching holes into our bathroom walls just so that way we can see what's going on with the shower because time for that new shower. You know, we, we knew that 2022 was going to be the sh- that bathroom year, that bathroom remodel. We had planned for it. So that's not the surprise. The surprise is just about usually everything else that shows up while you're doing construction. Right. The, those worms that come in that can that you crack open. Mm-hmm. The box that Pandora had stowed away. And the nice thing is looking at the studs, the two that, you know, we have exposed, they look like they're in really great shape. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the standard back in the day two by four. So they're actually four inches deep. They're not the, what are they like? Three, three and, and a half something like that that uh-huh. are yeah so i mean we might have some room 
to shave something away so that way we can get the, the right depth that right. we need. And and where we need to cut away is not a load-bearing situation. Right. It's not a structural wall, so right can be done. But yeah, I mean, exciting, exciting, fun things that we've got going on of bathroom remodeling. And as always, the fun disclaimer, we do stuff to our house. If you're not comfortable doing stuff to yours... Hire someone to do it for you. Right. And we can definitely, you know, if you have questions of who we would recommend, I and mean, we can definitely recommend some some people, but, you know, we're pretty handy ourselves. And so when we get into those, this is above our knowledge, we do call people in. Right. You, usually to the point of it needs a lot of manpower, mm-hmm. you know, not something that I can just, you know, do with two people. You know, mm-hmm. you actually need a, a bunch of people to do something. Right. Or if it's um, needing to pull a permit, because then that's usually a project that kind of uh, needs some special tools and equipment as well. Well, I know so. when we redo for the shower, you know, we're taking out the shower, we're going to be adding where the dryer is going to go. Having an electrician come in to pull that wire to hook it up to the panel the correct way, mm-hmm. you know, we'll hire that part out. But when I, once it comes to the mudding and taping and making the walls look pretty, right? we can pretty much do that ourselves. Well, and that mentality is to be responsible for uh, the time where it would be resold out on the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the homeowner, you know, doing it yourself, sure. And if you've got experience doing it in a, a way that's logical and reasonable and safe is one thing. But if you're, you know, just going off of the This Old House YouTube and, oh, I can do that. Well, sure, give it a shot. But at the least, have a professional come in and sort of sign off on it. Right. You know, or yep. or come yeah. in and, and give you pointers on this needs to be, these um, part of the project needs to be done in order to be compliant and actually safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want to hear that, you know, we're not giving the advice of how to do all these projects, but, you know, definitely have someone come take a look at it. We want to have the electrician to come in, definitely, so that way the house doesn't burn up in an electrical fire. You know, we we have the safety part in mind, but doing the whole entire cosmetic stuff is, I enjoy doing drywall. It's very soothing. Yeah, you're weird. I know. I I don't have a problem doing drywall, and just, it's very fun. It's a very calming afternoon, evening, and just playing with some drywall mud. It's kind of fun. That's why they call it mud, because it's fun to play in. It is. It is. All right. So that's kind of what we have for uh, kind of catching everybody up with some remodeling projects. We are still continuing doing some around the house. Um, and you've got a thought about the garden. So you're, you're mentally preparing for the garden in spring? Yep, it is definitely. I mean, I look back at the, the book of faces and it really seems like this is the week that almost every single year I can't fall asleep at night. So I plan out the garden. And plus... I was out in Stevens Point and a couple of the garden, um, I was over at Fleet Farm and they already started setting up their seeds display. So again, I always like to grab those seeds ahead of time. So that way when the masses come, I get the seeds I know that I want. And plus we go into two different areas. We, we get most of it at Home Depot and over at Ace. So we got two places that we get our seeds from because each place is going to carry different stuff. So it's kind of fun to keep an eye out make that list of this is what I want to do and we are going to get better about labeling the rows of what's actually there instead of playing the game of I don't know. Well, I think um sometime last year you had gotten the label stakes. Mhm. The the tags that you can like write on with a permanent marker or something like that. So I think we might actually use them this year. Oh, yes. Yep, that is the plan is to get those those out there. And I know this year we're going to be doing a few things that need to be trellised. So it's now kind of, again, a little bit ahead of time doing the research of how are we going to do a trellis? Do we want something that's going to be a little bit more permanent where we can affix right to the the garden? Or is it going to be something a little bit removable so that way we can rotate the crops like we should be doing on a consistent basis? So it's going to be a matter of what's going on and what can we find that we can use as a trellis? Well, and then we have to consider how robust it is because of, you know, summertime storms. I was going to say, we got Wisconsin weather to, to look at. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so a lot of good things with the garden coming up. Are you going to start the seeds inside? Oh, no. Are you going to try that? No, I I'd usually try that. I have probably done that a good 20-some years, and in 20-some years, I have yet to be able to have one plant survive. I, I think you do, like, every other year. Yeah, because yeah. I think I can do it. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, well, I, I tried last year, and this didn't quite work, so I'm going to try it. I'll skip a year, and then that's like, okay, I can do this. I can. Um, no. I'm I'm happy to go over to uh, the the Ace Hardware and, and get the, the Reeves's greenhouse. Reeves Reeves's greenhouse is mm-hmm. where okay. where the this last group of plants came, and then yeah, we did a little bit over at Ace because we didn't realize how big the gardens were. Right. So we had two and a half gardens that we needed to fill. <laughs> so then, yeah. So we kind of went back and forth of because Reeves was closed, but Ace still had stuff. So we kind of spread the love. Right. Um, and then we've got hostas that hopefully are going to overwinter okay. Mm-hmm. And if not, we can always run over to the hosta stop over in Plover and, and grab get some more hostas. Yep. They were a podcast guest in 2021. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, very exciting. Anything for real estate this week? Okay, so real estate this week. Yeah, let's kind of jump into what's out there. So if we... Again, if we look at, if you call me up and say, hey, Carrie, want to go take a look at some homes, um, we're looking at 23 homes as of, we're on Wednesday, right? With today is Wednesday. There should be a little date and time at the bottom oh, yeah. of the screen. So Wednesday, we're on the 19th um, at 5.55 p.m. Yep. So we've got 23 homes available to go take a look at in all price ranges. In the Wisconsin Rapids area. In the Wisconsin Rapids area. So again, I mean, we've so got it, options. It's, it's a little bit down from some previous months. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just a carryover into um, this wintertime market. And it's seasonally, again, um, tra- is traditional that during the wintertime, fewer people put their houses onto the market to, for mm-hmm. sale. Um, but it's also an indicator that people are still buying houses. Right, right. Um so if we look at like under a hundred, hundred thousand, mm-hmm. so a hundred thousand, we usually, that's usually our budget friendly ones. But if we look at those 11 homes, there's a good majority of those that would be perfect for investors, you know, to come in, they're under, under 70,000 that, you know what, you can come in, you can fix it up, you can turn around, you can flip it or fix it up and turn around, rent it. So definitely for our investors. There's a lot of opportunity out there to take a look at some some homes to invest in and kind of work work that angle a little bit. And just my instinct is kind of seeing that that price range of homes, uh, it tends to stay on the market a couple of days longer mm-hmm. than, you know, our, our more wanted homes in the 120, 150 range. Right. Which still go quickly um so yeah if if you're the type that is looking for the under hundred thousand and kind of on the fence about making decisions quickly because i mean that that was the downfall of this really really hot real estate market is yeah i had to make a decision pretty much at the end of the driveway right and now we're we're starting to see that little bit of a pause you know you might have a day but some of those homes that are have been well cared for and are priced right, you still have that at the end of the driveway. Right. So, you know, if we look at our next bracket, so we went up off $50,000. So between one hundred and $150,000, we are only looking at two homes. Okay. So, and that even, that ends right at one thirty. So from $130,000 all the way up to $150,000, we have no homes in that price range where we can go take a look at. You know, and that's something to think about if you're considering selling your home and you think it might be in that price range Mm -hmm. um a good place to start is looking at your tax bill because hey we got taxes last month we got the taxes so it'll have a fair market value on it and if the fair market value is somewhere kind of close to that that's usually a starting point where we um look for comparable properties but we know that it's it's pretty much always going to be above that fair market value list Mm -hmm. taxes and that's just the algorithms that the assessors use versus what's actually on the market and people are actually going to give you cash for mm-hmm. or you know financing for so we jump up another fifty thousand 
Okay. 150 to 200. Right. And we have one home. That's it? That's it. Just one. At 165. So again, from basically 130 to 165, Uh there are no homes to go take a look at. And even from 100 to 200, there's only three. Because you said there are a couple at the 120-130 range. Right. Okay. So there's not a lot of option for the buyers who are hungry to look for houses in between the one to $200,000 range, which is, again, my instinct, my feeling, it's been the most popular mm-hmm. price range, um, sticking about that $160,000. Can we go, you know, jump at 100000 So from two hundred to 300000 we're only looking at five homes that are available. Okay. So again, I mean, there are some opportunities out there, but there it's slim. You know, we're not going to lie about that. It's there's you're looking, but you want to make sure you find that house that hugs you and loves you. This is going to be like a patient's waiting game. Mm-hmm. The five that are out there, we can go see. They don't if you don't like them and you have the time to look, take the time to look. That way you're not jumping into a home, finding out six months later that you really don't like the home, and now you want to get rid of it to go find something that you do like. So it's we really do like to make sure that we we match that buyer with the home. And then the the conversation should uh, is recommended to happen with your financing source, mm-hmm. and really, really, really nail down exactly how much you can spend. Because if the $260,000 house really hugs you, but your initial conversations with financing only said you can go up to two hundred and fifty, it might be possible to, to take a look at your financial situation and say, well, yeah, you, you can increase that a little bit. This is a property. It's on the market. We're going to, you know, it, it's a legitimate piece, not just... Um, the general question of how much can I get? And then they put in their algorithms and Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But if you have an exact price, it's more of a yes or no type of thing, or you have to do this or that, or get into a different mortgage product in order to make that happen. Right. So don't discount something that's a little bit above your price range, especially if it fits your needs that, you know, and then ask and get back to us right away. Mm Mm-hmm. So. And we'll even ask, I mean, most of the time, if you tell us that you're looking, you know, in that $150,000 price range, we might go up to 160, you know, we'll go up a little bit above that, but then also we're going to go down a little bit. You know, we might start that look at maybe 125. Hey, if we can save you money. Right. Some days, most of the time, I'm always up for trying to save buyers the money because if we find the house that hugs you and loves you and it's in the right location and it's a little bit less than what you think you're going to be spending, we might have some money in that budget then to do some upgrades. So if you're looking at trying to do, you know, granite countertops, but we can find you something that's only 135 and it doesn't have granite, we can put granite in it. Right. You know, we can do some of those. We'll help you. We'll find you some, some people to help you do those, those upgrades. But if we can save you the money, hey, we're, we're happy to do that. You know, we're not going to try to stick you in that price range of, oh, you're going to spend 150 so that's where we're going to start and stay. We'll bring you down just a little bit just to see if that we can find that location. All right, so if we go all the way up to 300 and up and the sky is the limit, um, the sky ends at $500,000. That's it? That's it. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and we got four in that price range. So, Which is also pretty good. Right. Right. Usually there's only like two. So we're gaining a little bit on those higher end homes. So that's kind of nice to see. And that's starting to touch our luxury market for the area as mm-hmm. well. Um, there are some really, really great homes to take a look at. Um, I think some of them have some historical value. Yeah. So if you're curious about that, we can get you into those types of options. Um, again, with that price range, you're usually getting... Uh, more beds, more bedrooms, and you know more bathrooms to go with that, and usually higher end fixtures and furnishings. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what our market looks like this evening. And for January, that's still pretty robust. For January, that's pretty good. 
And we started off the week um, on Monday. We only had two homes, two new properties on the market. And by Wednesday, we had 13. Mm-hmm. So to go from two to 13 in, in three days, that's really great to see. So, I mean, we're back into that. Things are going to be listing maybe January, but January in Wisconsin, we still list, we still sell, we still have people moving. Right. Even though, you know, our temperatures are dipping out down into the negative 20s, negative 30s again. Please um, don't say those numbers. Those are bad numbers. Oh, yes. We, we can gain 70 degrees and still only be in single digits. I know. Yeah. I know. Yay for Wisconsin. Yes. Um, but we don't have alligators and we don't have tsunamis. That was very true. So, um, kind of tragic to hear about the volcanic news over near Tonga. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just crazy how everything is connected. You know, we, we really are a cumulative world endeavor and that situation caused tsunamis and ocean shifts that everyone coastal is feeling. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting how we're all connected like that. It is. It is. All right. So what do we got for our stage styled and blogged? And I know I keep messing that up, but at some point I'll learn it. Maybe. Styled, staged and sold blog from the National Association of Realtors, right? This one is called the most hyped home design trends for 2022. Um, this one is by Christina Bell. Ooh, yes. okay. She's got a Z in her name, Christina. Okay. I know, right? Uh-huh. Um, she is from No Vacancy Home Staging, Inc. Uh, let's see. The first one is Multifunctional Spaces. So the new hybrid work from home lifestyle is here to stay. Yes, I, I definitely agree on that. It means that formal dining rooms and living rooms may practically become extinct, says the article. Spaces are being transformed and molded for different activities. Entertaining has moved outdoors. Dining tables and kitchen islands are doubling as desk and crafting stations. Mm-hmm. It's not surprising then that the trend toward Two Kitchen Islands is growing more popular. Ooh. Right now, th- think about that just a little bit. Okay. And the dining table that you have at your home, Carrie, mm-hmm. is not a chair height dining table. It is a counter height dining table. That is correct. And I just love it. Right. And it's convenient for crafting. Oh, yes. Right? Um, if you're doing games at it, you'd can stand and sit and move around a little bit. The mm-hmm. stools are higher. If you're needing ambulatory assistance, you're not going down into a chair and then having to get back up. Right. And in order to do this podcast tonight, we I had to remove my all my crafting stuff. So I mean I had it covered with fabric. Right. Making some new um placemats for the table. Mm. Um again it it's wintertime. It's cold outside. I don't like going out in the cold, but it's always a great thing to do is just kind of puts a little bit in, in the house. So new placemats are coming and had to remove everything off the table. So that way we could actually get to the table. Right. Um, and um, talking about psychology a little bit and nonverbal communication, someone sitting in a chair doing homework and someone standing above them over their shoulder has a lot of mental stress that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. You know, the looking over my shoulder freaks me out sort of thought process. And we can't do that here. Right. It's it's more of a, you're just standing next to me. I'm a little bit lower because I'm sitting, but there's only inches instead of feet. Difference. Right. Yeah. yeah. So mental health is a, a big thing that we've been focusing on during the pandemic years. And I mm-hmm. think that's a part of that. Okay. So let's move on. Okay. Interior meets exterior. Mm -hmm. So larger panes of windows, a trend that we had talked about um, again last year was removing drapery Mm -hmm. and especially the really heavy drapes and moving toward more of a a sheer or none at all. So that's going to be a continued trend. Bringing green items into the house. I mean, that that's always, it has always been a trend that, is gone back to is bringing the outdoors inside. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're animals by nature, and so we like having green spaces around. It's comforting. And if you can keep the plants growing, that's even better. I cannot keep plants alive to save my life. I don't know why, but usually I get a good two months out of it, and then they like die on me. I don't know why, but I'm might be looking at to maybe some plastic or See, some, I, I was some gonna, fake. I was going to say a hundred years ago there was an invention called plastic we took oil and formed it into something structural mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. plastic plant plastic plant okay so the next one is minimalism right um again that's people being in their space more often so decluttering and understanding that maybe we don't need as much stuff as what we've had okay uh, especially in the bathroom taking the stuff off of the counter and putting it away into a cupboard you know, those types of trends, um, keeping your living room space less cluttered and saying, hey, now that I'm doing more stuff at home, I'm going to have a tote where the stuff goes into the crafty stuff or the homework stuff that gets put away. And now I'm back to my more calm space that's free of that clutter. Mm-hmm. Kitchens as well. Okay. So the next one is black accents. Ooh. Mm-hmm. This is pretty self-explanatory. Textures and patterns is also listed. Okay. So wallpapers, not like wallpapering an entire room, but having accents with the textures. I'm a huge feather duster. I love doing the feather dusting paint. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the the matte and then you find the high gloss, like in a shade lighter or a shade darker and do it that way. Very big on that. And I realized that as a very 1980s or early 90s, 90s thing, but I do like the look. Which is perfect because everything old is new again. Right. And if you do it in a smaller, more focused, because that was a big thing back in the day, in the 90s, you just did your entire room like that. Mm -hmm. So taking just an accent wall or framing part of that out and, you know, simple wood frame or slats. Yeah. You know, so um, rugs and also throws, you know, getting back into the, the pillow and throw mentality. So bringing some texture and the outdoors into your house is going to be popular for this year. And I am excited for that. So am I. I think that'll be fun. So if everyone out there is looking for properties in the area, head over to MyRapids.com or MyNacusa.com. That is correct. We got a new one. Yeah. And they can get a hold of you somehow. Um, they can give me a call at 715-323-2577. Or they can text me at that same number and be happy to just chat with you about real estate. Fantastic. That's about it for this week. All right. Well, have a great Central Wisconsin day. Bye-bye.